I'm Emily Grace, and welcome to the Stages podcast of Bernstein Private Wealth Management. Life throws lots of stuff at you. We're here to talk about it. Having helped families prioritize what makes money meaningful for them and then invest for that purpose for close to 20 years now, I've seen people through many markets and many life events. And while every market is different, what remains constant is the need for guidance and advice through all the uncertainty. I feel lucky to be able to help people navigate these markets and to be able to introduce them to some of the smartest investment minds and experts in other fields, whatever the stage in their life. If you or someone you know would like to speak, you can reach me at emily.grace at bernstein.com. For years now, I've spoken with college students about making sense of personal finance, from creating a budget to building credit and managing debt to saving for their goals and investing for their future. I've also been happy to speak with students about my career and the path I've taken to get where I am now. But when they're looking for someone to help them navigate that job search as they are approaching graduation from college, that's where Michael Sherman comes from the company Graduate to an Employment comes in. Michael is truly what parents and students alike wish career services would be. For close to 25 years, he's been in the fields of staffing and recruitment at firms like Bank of America and EMC Corporation. He's worked with the children of senior executives and those board members of Fortune 500 companies. Michael gets the hiring process from an insider's perspective, providing nuanced advice to college students and recent grads that they simply don't get anywhere else. I've asked Michael to join us today to share his insights on how college juniors and seniors should approach the job search and ultimately land that first job. Michael, thanks for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I've talked a little bit about my take on what you do, but what exactly is Graduate to an Employment and what inspired you to start it? So Graduate to Employment is a service that I provide. And the easiest way to think about it is, as I describe it to folks, is if you're familiar with the concept of a college coach who helps high school seniors with the process of transitioning from high school to college. Are we allowed to talk about college coaches yeah, these days? Yeah, and I, I usually say if you're familiar with the concept of a college coach, I think most people <laughs> these days are familiar with the concept. Um, there's a lot of support for young people in that transition. There's a lot of support for college coaches. I do presentations, as you know, all over the country. And in one of the slides that I put up, I Googled, it's a screenshot of uh, college admissions coaches. And in 0.51 seconds, I got a million and a half hits. So it's a lot of folks that are helping our children and grandchildren with that process of transitioning from high school to college. And people hire a college coach for one of two reasons. Either they want some more individualized support for their son or daughter rather than just the local high school guidance counselor. Or uh, the reason I did it, I felt that I was certainly qualified to help my daughter with that transition process. But it's a pretty stressful time. And I didn't want every conversation with my daughter, her senior year of high school, to be about college. Where are you in this process? Or if she saw my car in the driveway, oh, he's going to ask me about Michigan. It feels like the uh, nagging. Exactly. And the, oh, dad. So we hired a college coach and it was great. And our way, my wife and our, our way of staying involved was, how's it going with Susan? Are you getting what you need from Susan? So it was great. So graduate really changes to, the dialogue. Yeah, exactly. And so graduate to employment was took, taking the concept of that transition from high school to college uh, and using it as the you know, four years later, the transition from college 
to uh, finding a right job that fits your purpose and passion. Yes. Um, it was born out of, as you mentioned, I've done uh, professional staffing all my life. And whether it was uh, friends of mine who would be over for dinner or watching a ball game with me or senior individuals at the companies that I worked for knocking on my door, people would ask me the same favor. And that favor was I have a son, a daughter, a niece, a nephew, a neighbor, and he or she could really use some help managing their job search that I, the parent, can make introductions for them. But why would I want to meet with your friend in financial services uh, you know, in New York? It's not what I want to do. Yes. Well, because my friend in financial services in New York, his or her particular area of expertise is helping CEOs of marketing companies. And that's what you want to do. And that's the introduction that he or she can provide. But they want to meet with you. Okay. And so I um, had been doing this informally uh, before uh, I ran global hiring at Bank of America uh, for 10 years. And I had been doing this informally as favors to folks. And I saw a need in the marketplace. And you said, I should get paid for this. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I told some folks at the bank that this is what I was going to do, they said, so you're going to do what you've been doing for us and our clients. And try. <laughs> I said, yeah. And next time, pay me for it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I work, with, uh, I work with young people all over the country. And I'm based in Boston. Uh, the majority of my clients are not in the Boston area. If you go on my website, there's a tab that says how it works. Okay. And you'll see schools from Harvard to University of Hawaii to St. Andrews in Scotland. I bet technology has really changed your ability to, to it, work with somebody in Hawaii. It, it has. And the reality is, as companies are doing more and more video interviews for first and second rounds, young people have to be comfortable and confident in working with video and not just, you know, uh, walking down the street doing, do, yes, and doing an, you know, an iPhone chat. These are, these are the, the meetings that I have are really good ways to get them comfortable with that first and second round interview, which as I say, more and more companies are doing via video. And you are, you're finding that more and more companies are saying, you know, you don't have to come here. We'll, you can be in your dorm room and we'll. Yeah. Unquestionably it's, it's kind of counterintuitive what I'm about to say, but from a, not from a salary point of view, but from a process point of view, the most expensive hires that companies make are those hires of, of first years. Uh, because of the cost involved of going to campuses all over the country and hotels and shipping marketing materials to the schools. So the more they can do it virtually, the cost associated with hiring off campus is coming down. And it's interesting because once the student is hired, I imagine a lot more of their job is you know, video and phone and the such. No so question. in a sense, the hirer gets a sense of how that young employee no would handle talking to a client on the phone exactly. or working video. Exactly. Conference. And the final rounds, the final rounds, I have some clients right now that are flying in. It's spring break time yes. and uh, that are interrupting. I have a couple of clients that are interrupting their spring breaks to fly in for final rounds, as you and I were chatting about before we went on the air. So it's an exciting time for a lot of students. There's a lot of activity. A out lot there. of activity <laughs> a going on. A lot of activity. Yep. So I guess you're talking about people coming in now and it's spring breaks. You know, when is the ideal time for a family or for a student to hire you? Ideally, uh, you want, in a perfect world, to have a meaningful internship the summer of your junior year as you head into your senior year. So I work with students, juniors, looking for internships for the summer of their junior year as they transition to seniors uh, throughout their senior year. I also work with recent graduates who haven't been able to find the right opportunity or that took an opportunity that didn't turn out like they thought it was going to. And that second position is so important that they don't want to get the reputation. They can't make that same mistake twice. Like jumping around. Yeah. I guess that would get to how do you 
So I imagine a lot of students who come to you, a lot of families, know exactly what their student wants to do. Yep. And they're saying, you know, I want to get into finance, I want to go be a paralegal, whatever it is. Yep. But what about the students who come to you and don't know what they want to do? Is that can you work with them? Or I is can. It really, I can. And what I would say to somebody like that is, I'm a big preacher of um, networking. And so I would say to somebody within your network, and then I describe to this client what what a network is. Are there people that you think are successful? And let's you know define success together. To me, success is they seem happy with what they do professionally okay. and seem to make a good living. So they're happy with what they're doing and they can provide for their family. So do you know successful people that also know you? And the answer is yes. Great. Ask them if you can have a conversation. Get some advice from them. That's what networking is. It's advice. Advice and connections. So pull up with a family friend. Pull up with your roommate's dad who's known you for the four years and that you've stayed at the roommate's house when you've gone to New Jersey or San Francisco during break. And who knows you? And say, what do you think I would be, you know, in terms of what you know about me? What do you think would be a good industry for me to go into? And then I advise those individuals, choose larger companies. Because you can do anything within a larger company as long as you're happy with the culture of the company. So you can be within sales of that company. You can be within philanthropy of that company. You can be within marketing. There's opportunities that abound because once companies hire talent, they don't like to let that talent go. Right. They really and well, you just said that it's most expensive exactly. to hire that initial yeah. person. So once the company has them, they'd like to keep them on. Yeah, and one of the things that I coach my clients to talk about when they're looking within a company is opportunity. And I differentiate vertical opportunity from horizontal opportunity. Vertical opportunity is promotion and more money, and I, the client, I I think as long as I warrant it, the company will take care of me, and I'm very comfortable with that. But I I like to learn. So what kind of horizontal opportunity do you provide? Horizontal being, I'm not looking for promotion, but exposure to other facets of the company, because I like to learn, and I like to grow. And that would satisfy me as a candidate potentially coming in, and it also makes me more valuable to the company. So do you see more companies doing these rotational programs? And so somebody who's not sure what they want to do, but likes the culture of a particular company? I sure do. I sure do. I also see companies, um, I've worked for companies in the past that when requisitions become available, uh, the company, the CEO of the company said to me, uh, that requisition is only available for the first two weeks to our employees. If that job is not filled within two weeks with our employees, then we can open it up to the outside world. So companies are looking to hire and cultivate talent and grow that talent within the four walls of the company. And I thought it was so interesting how you just said a little while ago, you mentioned that if you like the culture of a company as opposed to, you know, okay, it's a huge company. Mm -hmm. Right. If you like a culture of a big company, so you're seeing more and more students really think about the culture of the place they're going to work. Unquestionably. And and one of the things that I really as I work with with students and I work with resumes and networking and um, you know, what is networking? It's not a job interview. You're asking for somebody uh, for advice based upon what you'd like to do. And then connections. So based on this cup, based on our conversation over our, this cup of coffee. Uh, is there anybody that comes to mind that you think I would benefit from an introduction out of your Rolodex? Um, when you're interviewing with a company, tying why you as the candidate coming off campus, you've really got three things that you want to get across during that interview. A, it's competitive. 
this is what you should know about me, and this is why I think I would be a good fit. Also, this is why I'm interested in you, the company. You're the number one widget maker. You're expanding. You are the recognized market leader in widgets. And when people think of widgets, they think of you from a business perspective. Equally as important to me is the culture of a company. So the fact that you give back to your clients and the, and the, the um, communities in which you do business and citing specifics of that, that's important to me. Matters. Exactly right. That's important to me. And so that's why I'd like to join your particular company. And you really encourage people, interviewers, interviewees, to, to communicate that. No question. And that should also tie back to part of your resume coming off campus because, again, your resume is not going to be chalked with 10 years' worth of experience because you don't have it. Your resume is going to talk about potentially some internships, what you majored in, and then uh, if some philanthropic work that you've done and been involved in. And being able to tie that philanthropic aspect of you back to the company. So the fact that I have volunteered at ABC in the past and the company happens to be involved in that particular support as well is something that interests me about the culture of the company. So I think it would be a good fit for me. I love it. Yep. I love it. Now, we did say in an ideal world, students get a great junior year internship yep. and then parlay that into their job right out of school. So you'll start working with them right before they're sort of as they're looking for that internship, sure. help them get that, take them through the final hire, bada bing, bada boom, everything's done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, what about those who are listening to us now yep. and it's you know spring of their senior year mm-hmm. and they're, they don't have a job? Don't worry about it. Which I think it. is a good number of that- Probably so. I was, uh, I went to Emory University and I was just down there speaking to a class and I asked of those of you that uh, are sitting here, how many of you have yet to find a job? And about half of the hands went up. And I told them not to worry, that they're probably in various stages right now of interviewing. I think the most important thing to do is to start early. And you don't have to necessarily rely on that internship that you had because a lot of people, A, either didn't have an internship, okay. or B, if they had the internship, there's no guarantee that that internship is going to turn into a full-time offer as you leave around Labor Day. Yes. So uh, I think the thing to do is to keep networking, to keep applying. Um, when I was at Bank of America, we used to get literally millions of resumes sent to us on an annualized basis. Millions. Wow. Yep. And I didn't have the staff to review millions of resumes. So what you want to do is once you identify an opportunity at a particular company, then your next job is to see, okay, I need to find an internal advocate of that company to help evangelize my candidacy so that my application is reviewed. And so your job is, as you're continuing to look, and the jobs are posted and they are out there, who in your network, and again, I help my clients define what a network is, you know, may, that you may know, who may know somebody there that can pick up the phone and call and say, Jane Jones has applied. I would appreciate it if someone could review Jane's application. Is this where LinkedIn comes in? This is where LinkedIn comes in. This is where alumni associations come in. Absolutely. And this is, again, being able to articulate to a stranger, which is pretty foreign to our sons and daughters generation. This is who I am. I'm a proud member of the class of 2019. I saw that you work at XYZ Company. I've just applied and would really appreciate it. Here's my resume. Here's the requisition. Make it easy. I would really appreciate it if you might be able to send this to the proper person within the HR department to make sure that my application is reviewed. 
That's all. Not hired. Nobody yeah. can say hire me unless they own the company. Then they can say hire. Then they can say hire. You got it. But no, you just want someone to review it. And do you usually suggest that that goes via email, phone call, both? Both. Both. Uh, depending upon how well or not well uh, that you know the person or don't know the person. So again, trying to find that internal advocate that can help you get reviewed okay. and get that opportunity. Um, you have a three, if you just rely on going on abccompany.com slash careers, you have a 3% chance of just being seen by a human. Wow. So all of those the al- great odds. Now, all of those algorithms and things, they're meant to screen you out. It's all keyword stuff. And again, I go back to Bank of America. I did not have the staff to review two and a half million resumes. One of the things that I can tell you with certainty, there are very few things we're allowed to guarantee in this business, mm-hmm. is that if my clients, if I told them they had a 3% chance of being financially secure, yep. They would not feel good with those yeah. odds, and that's that's what I have to that's what I have to be able to articulate to to clients because th- this generation thinks that if they just apply and then they kind of sit back passively and wait to be called, it's going to be a long search yes. because you've got to have an offensive plan rather than just kind of clicking things and leaving and coming back checking your inbox. Oh, why haven't they called me back? Right. So why why is everybody not returning my phone exactly? Calls? Okay. So speaking of sitting back and just waiting for things to happen, how involved should parents be in the process? You know, they, they make the introduction, you know, Michael, here's Bobby, Bobby, here's Michael. And do they then just sit back and? Uh, Most of the time I keep my, uh, we'll go back to my, my daughter and hiring that uh, college coach that I talked to you about. I was uh, very happy with her. Um, And one of the things that my wife had wished that she had done more was to proactively reach out to my wife and I to let us know where she was in the process with our daughter. Because again, we're hiring her so that we're not getting 24 seven conversations about college with our daughter. You don't want the conversations to now with your daughter be, have you spoken with the coach? Have you spoken with the coach? Did you do what she told you? Exactly. So um, the clients, I keep the clients, the parents up to date on what I'm doing with their son or daughter. Now that's not, I do not transcribe every conversation and so on and so forth, but I will shoot them notes and say, Hey, from my perspective, things are going well. Your daughter may ask you for some names because we've talked about that. And we're going to send out some resumes to some people in some companies so that she, she may ask you about that. If you have any questions, please let me know. And uh, 99 out of 100 times when I send those notes out, I get an instant message back from mom or the dad saying, thanks so much. Gotcha. We, thanks. Yep. Thanks for keeping us you know, involved because we're trying to stay away because it's such a stressful time. And I just say, fine, anytime I'm happy to pull up and have a conversation from my perspective of how things are going. Have you ever had parents who you feel like are trying to still be overly engaged. Yeah, yeah I'm actually, but no names, but there's no. one right now that I'm engaged with her son. And she's, yes, she's a little overly engaged. And that's something that uh, the student and I have talked about and something that's been kind of a pain point for him. So I'm trying to manage that that relationship as well. I can tell you it's going very well. And he's in the final stages of an interview right now. So I think he'll He'll get the opportunity. He's, I, I know the people. He's in his third round with a company, and I okay. know the level of people that he's seeing. And I, I'd be very surprised. This is more of a confirmation, I think. I have a sense that, yeah. that that's going well. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now, in one word, what's the number one thing that college, that college students should be doing to find that job? Network. Network. Talk to people. 
talk to people, which is so foreign for our kids. They can't have a conversation because it's all typing on their phones. They want a social media edge. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what, again, I go back to why what do I want to meet your friend who, A, is a stranger to me. I've never met he or she before, and I don't want to go into financial services. Why would they want to help me? Yes. Um, networking, talking to people. People, when I'm obviously I'm a big proponent of networking and being based in Boston, uh, I have a lot of friends whose sons and daughters go to school there. Yes. And being a big proponent of networking, I get calls from friends all the time that are not based in Boston saying, hey, would you speak to my son or speak to my daughter? And every single time I say, absolutely. And the first question that I will ask is, how may I help you? And you have to have an answer for that. The answer can't be, well, my mom said, you know, everybody in Boston. Well, A, I don't know everybody in Boston. And B, even if I did, that doesn't Which really... Which ones do you want to be introduced right, to? Right. So you have to have an answer for that. And I coach my clients with that. This is what I'm looking to do. So the reason that I wanted to pull up with you today, really two things. Number one, advice. So based on what I've told you I'd like to do, what advice would you have for me? Are there organizations I should think about joining? Are there specific companies that you think I should be targeting? Again, just high-level advice that you would have. And then secondarily, by the fact that I'm speaking with you, I'm a believer in networking. So anyone from your Rolodex that you think I might benefit from a conversation with, I would appreciate any professional introductions. And if the person says, sure, I can think of some folks, great. Make it easy. And say to that person, in the past, what's worked real well is for me to send you a follow-up resume, a follow-up email with some bullet points of what we've discussed with a resume attached. So all you'd have to do is hit forward. And if you copy me on the note forwarding to your friend or your associate, an introduction made, I, A, will be grateful. Thank you. I'll hit reply all so that you know that I'm on it. Yes. Um, And I'll take it from there. And one of the mistakes that uh, some of the students make is they kind of leave it there. You always have to circle back with the person who made that introduction for you and let them know, hey, I continue to have great conversations with your friend. Thank you so much. If there's anybody else that comes to mind, again, I would appreciate that introduction. Close yeah. the loop. People want that loop, yep. that loop closed. Close the loop. Yep. That's fantastic. Well, Michael Sherman, owner and founder of Grad Graduate <laughs> to Employment. Thank you so much for joining me. Emily, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. I can really see why people who work with you say that you are worth your weight in gold. <laughs> Thank you. You've helped us cover a lot of information today, and information helps us plan. At the end of the day, planning for all the stages in life is crucial. As a financial advisor at Bernstein, I've helped people through many acts. For more information, you can reach me at emily.grace at bernstein.com. And you can reach Michael by going to www.graduatetoemployment.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. The information contained here reflects the views of Alliance Bernstein LP or its affiliates and sources it believes are reliable as of the date of this podcast. Alliance Bernstein LP makes no representations or warranties concerning the accuracy of any data. There is no guarantee that any projection forecast, or opinion in this material will be realized. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views expressed here may change at any time after the date of this podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Alliance Bernstein LP does not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. It does not take an investor's personal investment objectives or financial situation into account, 
Investors should discuss their individual circumstances with appropriate professionals before making any decisions. This information should not be construed as sales or marketing material or an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any financial instrument, product, or service sponsored by Alliance Bernstein or its affiliates. The AB logo is a registered service mark of Alliance Bernstein, and Alliance Bernstein is a registered service mark used by permission of the owner, Alliance Bernstein LP, 2018 Alliance Bernstein LP. Mm-hmm.